from India's largest newsroom. I'm Arun George and this is the Times of India podcast. Even as the press conference was being held on Tuesday the 14th of June to announce the Agnipat scheme, comments poured in on social media telling people to boycott the scheme. A quick recap. Under the Agnipat scheme, soldiers will be recruited for 4 years after which 25% of them will be retained for the armed forces and the rest will be released. By Wednesday the 15th of June, protests had erupted in states like Bihar and Uttar Pradesh. अगर हमारा युवा का बात कोई ना सुनेगा तो हमारा आंदोलन जारी रहेगा अगर हम फौज में नहीं गए तो उसके लिए मरना शहीद रहेगा मंजूर है हम मरेंगे Since then the protests have spread to multiple states with at least one person killed in violent protests in Telangana Protesters targeted buses and trains in some cases setting them on fire In multiple states restrictions were imposed to try and curb the gathering of people to prevent protests In Bihar protesters have been targeting BJP officers Former Army Chief JJ Singh was among the many retired defense personnel who appeared on television to criticize the violence over the scheme Guess what he told ZTV Ko hum bilkul kabool nahi kar sakte aur accept nahi kar sakte aur aise naujawan jo is in dange fasadon mein shamil ho rahe hain wo hamari faujon mein nahi aa sakte Central government ministers have attempted to assure protesters that adequate care will be taken of those released from the defence forces. Defence Minister Rajnath Singh spoke at a TV9 event where he said the scheme had been formulated after discussions with serving and retired army personnel. He also spoke of the various schemes for those leaving the forces after 4 years of service. Home ministry ne bhi keh diya Bharat Sarkar ke paramilitary forces mein hum unko niyukti denge. प्राइवेट इंडस्ट्री ने भी कई कई ने घोषणा कर दी पब्लिक सेक्टर अंडरटेकिंग सब ने घोषणा कर दी कि हम उनको रिजर्वेशन देंगे ऑन संडे सीनियर मिलिट्री ऑफिशियल्स हेल्ड अ प्रेस कॉन्फ्रेंस वेयर दे टाउटेड द बेनिफिट्स ऑफ द स्कीम एंड सेड देयर वाज नो क्वेश्चन ऑफ विथड्रॉइंग इट दोस अप्लाइंग अंडर द स्कीम वुड आल्सो नीड टू गिव एन अंडरटेकिंग दैट दे हैडंट पार्टिसिपेटेड इन एनी राइटिंग एंड दैट विल बी वेरीफाइड अगेंस्ट द पुलिस केसेस दैट हैव बीन रजिस्टर्ड Coaching classes and opposition parties are being blamed for fanning the unrest. However, Pushpendra Kumar Singh, who is chairperson of the Center for Development Practice and Research in Patna, says the discontent over the tour of duty scheme has been brewing for some time now. He says he wasn't entirely surprised by the protests which broke out. In January, if you remember, we witnessed youth unrest in the wake of irregularities in the recruitment process for Group C and Group D by the Railway Recruitment Board. At that time, also students burned trains and damaged railway properties. After the initial details of Agnipat's scheme were reported by various newspapers, then I spoke to a few parents and their parents also. And uh, you know, none of them were initially ready to believe me. They said. if um, such things will really happen and and if uh, such things happen then there will be unimaginable unrest in fact one of them said aag lag jayegi so in my view the protests are the outburst of cumulative frustrations of the youth there is a general feeling that uh, this government is not sensitive to the bread and butter issues of youth 
In today's episode, we're speaking with Professor Pushpendra to understand why this scheme has sparked such anger. Professor Pushpendra explains why a job in the defense forces is so highly prized in many states and the unique scenario that's playing out in Bihar. He also decodes why even if the current wave of protests end, there will be another wave of protests every time the government changes how it hires people. What is it about the army jawan's job that makes it such an attractive prospect to many youth it doesn't come with the guarantee of a job till the age of 60 and if you look at the job it actually comes with greater risk is it just the pension that makes it so attractive for the youth see the uh, the army is the largest recruiter in the public sector so every year it used to recruit around uh, 60000 youth and it is true that the average length of a job is short in the army but it is perhaps the only government sector left in the country which gives pensions uh, hence uh, lifelong basic security is provided uh, moreover they get uh, echs medical benefit which provides unlimited medical coverage uh, for both uh, opd and uh, inpatient care then post uh, retirement benefits are also very attractive now as far as the risks are concerned uh, i think they have never deterred the youth from joining the services uh, so they will they definitely look up to uh, armed forces jobs see it's not just pension pension is also family pension so even after the death of the the jawan the the wife gets the pension so and during the services also uh see you get various um, say perks for example various allowances uh, based on where you are posted then also quality education for your children in kendra vidyalayas at very nominal fee so i think it's very attractive uh for anyone my father was in indian navy and we know that how uh, his retirement at the age of just 35 and half but uh, how that's paltry uh, uh, pension that those days but that uh, that helped his sold half of his pension and so that was used to uh, marry off uh, my sister and um, then half of the pension was like a, the basic security was there and then he he did various jobs and those were additional income for him the basic in- income was uh, the pension here it is about casualization or contractualization of jobs so the, what the government is saying that will contractualize it it's a contractual job of say four years and this is what you get during your job this is what you get after your job that's all with being in the armed forces uh, what is the sort of stature that you occupy in society how is it perceived when you are even in civilian life when you are out of the army i can tell about from my own experience that uh, a retired jawan has a definitely a higher stature in, in society for example my father everybody would say that he is a sharp shooter sharp shooter not in that sense of a criminal like you are trained so uh, so whenever you go for any um, say say outing and where you do some cigar so there uh, so that means people depend on your uh, shooting skills but also discipline or doing something you are not lazy and you have come from from military means you have exposure to outside world you are not employed in your hometown or your own place 
all of these things, I would say, uh, taken together, there is huge respect for army person in this society. Susan, how do we understand the violence that has broken out in parts of Uttar Pradesh and Bihar, which is where it's the worst so far? Uh, well, um, say after Punjab, uh, the youth of uh, UP and Bihar depend the most on armed forces for a stable government job. Okay. These are uh, one of the most uh, densely populated and large states, but they have fewer opportunities outside the government sector. And these are the states where, from where youth are forced to migrate out in search of jobs to faraway places up to Arunachal or to Kerala. And these migrants find jobs in, in the informal sector, they are paid a pittance, they live in uh, hellish conditions. And barring a few, they do not see any significant upward mobility. And uh, they are cursed to live in precarity throughout their life. These days, self-employment is gaining momentum, but uh, precarity and insecurity do not leave uh, the, the youth. So this is the reason youth in Bihar and UP look to the armed forces as a source of a secure and stable job. Even if you serve for 15 or 20 years, they say at the age of 40, when you have your children going up, when you require money to, to help them build the career, when your children are at, uh, of a marriageable age, and those crucial stages, you get your post-retirement benefits. The armed forces have helped the rural economy, the personal life of uh, and the families of uh, the, the people in the armed forces in various ways. And that's why I think uh, these um, uh, army jobs are considered so important. Apart from army, Indian railways, I think, is the second largest source of government secure and stable jobs. And they are also, also they are witnessing increasing casualization or contractualization. And there is drastic cut in, in railways staff strength. These violent protests are cumulative expressions of youth frustration. Since this scheme has been announced, there's been a lot of statements that you can take up self-employment because you'd be only 25 years of age and you technically are, in a sense, in the prime of your life. Why doesn't that argument find any sort of purchase among the protesters? The protests are against the introduction of contractual employment in armed forces. That's, I think, the, the main reason. So if you reserve some percentage of jobs here and there, that will not satisfy their frustration. Because it's not about, uh, say, ensuring some kind of, say, jobs, uh, it's about the the nature of job. It's a contractual job in armed forces. If you compare the work, uh, say job, uh, say terms and condition of job in uh, uh, of armed forces to any paramilitary forces, there's a lot of difference. Armed forces jobs are qualitatively much better than jobs in paramilitary forces. What I see here, there are three four reasons why. The, whatever the government is announcing now is not going to satisfy uh, the the anger or uh, or uh, the the frustration of the youth. First is there is a trust deficit. There is no guarantee that these promises will be fulfilled. The second is individually you do not know whether you will succeed in those jobs or not because there will be competition. So some are going to be left out. 
and then the third means you are if you reserve jobs uh, for those who have joined under the agnipati scheme that means you are curtailing new jobs you are recycling the same personnel in different paramilitary forces and i think today's youth are much more aware so they understand these tricks so i don't see uh, any a possibility of cooling of tempers even if the protests may die down with the passage of time uh, but uh, such protests i think will uh, make a comeback at every instance of contractualization and casualization professor pushpindra says a visit to india's rural areas reveals why the youth perceive contractual jobs as much worse than permanent jobs so you visit say in either in urban uh, towns or you go to villages you see the precarious life of the youth and when they compare with those who had a common job or uh, some kind of stable job even in private sector for example those who worked with tisco or telco where there was a retirement age when they compare with them then they realize what they are actually missing now they have very valid reason to oppose opposing contractual jobs and now in in military and they are like rumors uh, like uh, like most of the except few essential services other jobs in police is also going to be contractualized we are we already see this all the, the security agencies so i think this is a large part of the security is already privatized the youth whose father is somebody is, is a guard in some apartment getting it 7000 8000 rupees uh, so and the youth know what they are talking about what kind of job they will get after say four years of their employment in uh, in 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 the armed forces so i think there is an environment there will be at some point they, this will culminate in a bigger agitation another thing that is common with both those protests in bihar is this blaming of coaching classes who are being cited as these sort of people behind the protests why do these coaching classes keep coming up every time there are these protests especially over jobs you have to just visit bihar or up to see what is happening in education sector every nook and corner of these two states particularly i know and uh, in you go to even remote places remote block not only block towns but even you go to say at the panchayat level you find nowadays coaching uh, institutes coaching classes you go to any ground playground or any other ground in in the morning or in the evening you will find hundreds of youths doing all this high jump low jump they all aspire for see either a police job or a military job and these coaching institutes are of different kinds for even for high jump low jump you have some somebody a coach or a or a tutor or a coaching institute so the coaching institute business is based on the prospect of government jobs particularly in railways in police and in the armed forces if you start say contractualizing jobs or you casualize jobs or if you reduce the strength of the personnel in these uh, sectors then these uh, coaching institutes are going to be out of business most of these coaching institute owners they are and these manosar or raman sirs these sirs are very respectable persons they have their opinion about everything they are not a political people who don't have any opinion about anything happening in the country and they express their opinion not only on job issues but also on societal issues 
So I think these coaching institutes you cannot keep away from uh, out of uh, the the protest scenario. If there is any say um, say reduction in job or any reduction in uh, uh, or any change in the the quality of job, these coaching institutes are bound to react on them. And the students also they expect. Uh, that uh, they should be guided by the coaching institutes, not only guidance in their exam preparation, but also in their career path. Uh, so I think these coaching institutes are going to play a very important role uh, in any kind of, say, preparation or any kind of protest, both. In the case of Bihar, what's also unusual to some degree is the fact that we are seeing the sort of targeting of BJP offices, which is not being seen how, yeah. how do we even explain that? No, in my view, there are two reasons. One is that there is a strong opposition. Uh, this is in the form of this Rashtri Jantadal, the RJD. So RJD is strategically targeting BJP without implicating JDU. Though JDU is the coalition partner of uh, BJP, both at the center and in the state. So they will keep their doors open for a possible RJD-JDU alliance in the future. That's one. But I think more than that, this has to do with the inner struggle within the BJP and JDU coalition in the state. BJP has been making every effort to weaken JDU and particularly uh, the Chief Minister Nitish Kumar. So for its own survival, JDU has to fight um, against BJP in overt or covert manner. And um, so while it has uh, to keep the coalition in debt for the sake of remaining in the power, but it has to also retort and, and for its own survival, it has to strengthen itself and discredit BJP. I think this is the reason why the chief minister and his party decided to oppose the Agnipati scheme and also went very soft against the protesters one aspect that a lot of defense experts and economists keep bringing up is the fact that um, you know the army is flat out unable to sustain the current model that it has in terms of recruitment and at some point it has to reduce their intake is there any solution to this that's visible because right now also the, the demand is at the job level be kept at the same high level so in my view Reducing jobs in the armed forces and contractualizing army jobs are two different things. Personally, I don't know whether there is a genuine need for reduction in the armed forces. Uh, even if it is required, this reduction in jobs can take place without contractualizing or casualizing the personnel. This is not the way to reduce the strength of armed forces. I feel that Whatever army decides to do, it has to address the concern, the concern that the jobs should not become precarious. See what they are saying at present. The uh, say if the uh, the people who will join uh, the uh, the job for four years, they are mostly going to be tenth uh, pass. Some will be twelfth pass. For one time, the exception is given in the A's through up to twenty three. That means. Some of them may be graduates. What kind of job these people will get after four years? And what is their specialization? They are specialization in jobs related to armies. Some of them may get into plumbing or some of them may get into, uh, say, 
electric and other things they may have some more avenues but most of them will not have uh, say um, relevant jobs or their jobs in the army they may not be relevant for jobs outside when they join armed forces and when they take risk risk never deterred as i said but it never deterred because you are compensating risk with various risk allowances as well as all the securities which you are giving you are saying that even if you die in the line of your duty your families will be taken care of as a sociologist what i see is as the entire society is becoming a precarious society and this is because of the policies of the of successive governments so both congress in the past and bjp in in the present and in more aggressive avatar uh, they are culprits in making the entire country uh, precarious the condensation is what kind of vision we have for this country we want people secure we want to address precarity which is already there or we want to make people more precarious what is happening but public sector undertakings except the pension part uh, they had their security nowadays entire security is taken out it started with the private sector now uh, and under the this uh, the pressure of these uh, wall uh, systems uh, of economy and now we are replicating it in the government sector perhaps people thought that this is the army is a holy grail it will not be touched uh, by the government so there in the the security and the stability which people enjoy that will remain other jobs are getting contractualized uh, increasingly but now first time they they are seeing that even Uh, army is not untouched army jobs are also getting contractualized and this is the reason uh, for the scare the anger and frustration and my feeling is that this will this is not acceptable to the youth of this country at present they the movement may die down at this time also it may die down for some time still the frustrated youth they will apply for these 45000 jobs which are going to be rolled out they may participate in that but the uh, but this is going to build, uh, this is building up this is going to further build up and uh, the expressions will keep coming and sometimes it may culminate in bigger larger movement Today's episode was produced by Jairaj Singh, Sunai Marathe and Anuja Singh. For a daily spotlight on people, ideas and stories that matter, subscribe to us. We're available on TY+, Spotify, Apple, Google Podcasts and all other platforms of your choice. For any news tips, email us at typodcast@timesinternet.in.